Hi everyone, it's Jason, and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Tuesday, August 31st, at about 11 o'clock, and this is the end of meteorological summer, believe it or not. The warmest quarter of the year is coming to an end, as we will be entering meteorological fall with the start of September tomorrow. But this episode, we're really going to focus on Hurricane Ida. First, we're going to talk about some of the damage that it did in New Orleans and this storm's history prior. And then we're going to come back and talk about what we're expecting from this system in our area. So on August 26th, this began when Tropical Depression 9 formed near the Cayman Islands. It became a tropical storm just six hours later that was determined by a hurricane hunter's mission. It crossed western Cuba on the 27th of the month, and it went from a Category 1 to a Category 4 system in just 24 hours. There was lots of upper-level divergence over the Gulf of Mexico, had a strong ridge to the system's north and east, and we had very warm water temperatures. So this made landfall on August 29th at 11.55 a.m. local time in the town of Port Fourchon with 150 mile per hour winds. That is a strong category four. It's in a tie with two other storms, Laura and a hurricane from 1856 for the strongest hurricanes to hit Louisiana. Now, one of the big pieces of good news out of this is that the levees basically held in New Orleans. There was some six to seven feet of inundation, though, in other places. The town of Galliano had houses moved off their foundations by storm surge. That's about 25 miles north and west of Grand Isle. We had the town of Braithwaite submerged. We had in Laplace, there's some good foot video footage of this, people trapped in their houses. That was due to the extreme rainfall in addition to the storm surge. And we also had extreme wind warnings, in effect, inland across much of the state. Don't see that too often. That's for winds in excess of 115 miles per hour. And it's been approximately 106 years since a storm took a track just like this with the eye wall going just to the west of New Orleans. That put New Orleans in the right front quadrant. Not a good place to be in a hurricane at all. Now, 100-mile-per-hour wind gusts were common along the coast. In fact, a 172-mile-per-hour gust was observed on a ship in Port Fourchon. We had a 99-mile-per-hour gust in New Orleans, and the whole parish lost power. New Orleans also had 14 inches of rain, In other parts of the state we had, um, in Slidell, we had just shy of 16 inches of rain. 
And we had a few tornadoes as well in Alabama and Mississippi. In particular, in Saraland, Alabama, we had a tornado that flipped over an 18-wheeler truck. That is really something. Other uh, more tragic news, the town of Jean Lafitte was, in fact, overtopped by floodwaters. It's one of the places where... Unlike New Orleans, the levees did not hold, and there are still about a million people without power right now, and they're getting ready to go into another very warm and humid stretch. There are heat advisories. There are also boil water advisories across much of the state. There are about a dozen parishes right now that do not have running water because of this system. So now it's time to talk a little bit about what the remnants of Hurricane Ida are going to do for our area. We are going into meteorological fall starting tomorrow, the first day of September. Not sure what the animal analogy is in this case, but fall is coming in with gusto. We're looking for heavy flooding rains and potentially severe thunderstorms, particularly Wednesday. So National Weather Service does have a flash flood watch area-wide from 8 a.m. Wednesday through 2 p.m. Thursday. And tropical moisture from the remnants of Ida are going to start impacting the area. The remnant low is going to be phasing with this upper trough to our west. It's actually going to get a little stronger and start the transition into something non-tropical. Then it's going to move east along this stalled frontal boundary that's been to our south. It caused us some unsettled weather the past few days. This is going to result in a lot more rain. Expecting basically light rain through the day Wednesday. Then this heavy flooding rain is really going to fall from about 7 p.m. tomorrow evening through about 7 a.m. Thursday morning. Now, some of the good news is that the latest models have the bulk of the precipitation going a little further north, so less rain is forecasted. Still expecting 2 to 4 inches area-wide. That's with less rain. And this could definitely make for some flash flooding. We really have had very wet conditions as of late, as I'm sure you're well aware. Now, because of this northward shift in the track of this system, we're going to be underneath a zone of high shear. And severe thunderstorms with gusty winds and maybe even an isolated tornado are possible. If we look at some of the atmospheric soundings, they show veering of the winds aloft. And if we look at the photographs, they are in fact conducive for rotating storms. The Storm Prediction Center is forecasting a 2-5% chance of a tornado for our region, which is actually quite high for this area. And lastly... It is going to be windy Wednesday night as well as the heavy rain moves through. Nothing damaging is expected, but we are looking for 20 to 30 mile per hour sustained winds with gusts of anywhere from 30 to 45 miles per hour. So everyone, 
Stay safe. Stay dry if you can. Stay off the roads tomorrow night and early Thursday morning. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com or on Facebook at JC Weather NYC in Long Island.